Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time again that you've given us to get inside of your word and really begin to see um, how the word desires to read us. And we pray that as we navigate this topic on uh, serving God now, that we'll be able to understand uh, what it means to remember you in the days of our youth. And I pray, Lord, as I speak today, as we discuss together, that we'll begin to understand more and more about the moment that we have uh, each moment, Lord, to be able to maximize it for your glory. With that being said, I come against every uh, demonic spirit and thing that may be warned against myself, my family, these young people. We counsel your plots and schemes. And Father, we turn our attention back to you. Thank you, Lord, for that authority. And thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of that authority. And we thank you, Lord, for this time. And you just need to pray. Amen. So the first thing we're going to talk about today, I'm going to read a scripture. Um, Ecclesiastes 12.1 says this. It says, remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say I have no pleasure in them. The scripture is very paramount because they say that youth is between the ages of 12 and 40. So I'm a, I'm a youth <laughs> to a degree. 12 to 40. 40. They talking about young because of. Those are the ages where you can actually do something. See, for me, I can still play six games of basketball. But by the time 40 comes, 45 comes, it may just be three games or it may just be three on three for 30 minutes. But right now, we're in the span of our youth. And unfortunately, uh, all of us from y'all's age to my age tend to forget our creator. The number one thing or the first attribute that we heard about God is in Genesis 1-1. What does it say? In the beginning, God what? The first thing we hear about God is that he's a creator. Why is that significant to us? That the first thing he showed us about himself is that he is a creator. Why is that important for us? Shows him that he's limitless. Expound it. That's a good point. Good, good. Anybody else? Yes, well. Uh, it shows that if he is the creator and he created us in his image, mm -hmm. we can also create <clears throat> That's good. Yeah, anybody else? One more person. Why is that essential uh, for us to know uh, that God's first attribute revealed to us was that he's a creator? Yes. If he can create us, he can provide for us. That's good. That's good. What you about to say, Ma? That's good. So this verse, anything in the Bible is strategic and specific. It says, remember now. I love that. It says, remember now. What are some things that will cause us to forget our creator now? Yes, Chester. And, why, and how does material things cause us to forget him? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. What else? What are some other? Go ahead, uh, Drew. How does distractions cause us not to remember him now? Yeah. 
That's good. That's good. Anybody? One last person. Yes, sir. An abundance of opportunity. Yeah, expound it for me. Um, so normally we are supposed to rely on God for you know opening doors and stuff for us, but right now we're in this state where everything's tangible. If you want something, you can go get it, which essentially is good, but it's also bad because you don't you're never able to walk. You're not able to walk in your purpose if you have all these avenues. So like, oh yeah, I can become famous on Instagram. Okay, God didn't actually do that, but yeah. hey, I'm gonna do it anyways because I can make money off it. So you have all this opportunity. And you're not going to ever follow the path because you're not listening to God. You're just saying you're just seeing what you're following the money at, essentially. That's good. That's a scripture that reminds me of that. I think it was David that said, "Lord, do not make me so rich that I leave you. Nor do not make me poor that I steal." There's a there's a salary provisional cap on all of us. Like I, if God says, "Josh, if you become a millionaire, you're gonna leave me. I don't want a million dollars." There's a space that God wants us to thrive in because He knows. Just what will cause us to forgive. Now, we have free will, but, but like what Pastor said today when, they, when he called you guys up, that's what kind of shifted me to talk about this is that, man, you guys have the opportunity um, to, to do something special now. Like you guys, the Bible says one could put a thousand, two could put 10,000. How many people in this room? Let's do some math. Okay, never mind. You know the math? That means an abundance of types of demonic spirits. That could be sent away, right? There's in this room, we have the ability to shift Charlotte. But if we're not focused, Charlotte will still be Charlotte, full of harlots. And that's why we don't get in the position to say, okay, God, what can we do together? That's why you got to ask yourself, what in my life right now is causing me to not remember? And here's the definition of remember it says to bring to mind or think of again. To retain in the memory. Also, the definition that I have here is that, or I have a point here. You will always remember what you're a member of. All of us are going to remember, you know, if, if you love a guy, you love a girl, you're going to remember her birthday, his birthday. You're going to remember their favorite color. You're going to remember what makes them happy. You're going to always remember because you're a member with them. The reason why it's hard for us to remember our creator is because we haven't allowed our members to be connected to him. What kingdom are you serving now? Think about that. Right now, you are serving your members to one or two kingdoms right now. By the time you get to 40, man, like you don't want to be like some of the people that I know who's 35, 36, 38, 40 years old and are still clueless of what they were seen here to do. So many people right now are mismanaging their youth. Why is youth valuable? What makes youth so valuable or so important? Yes. You got time to get things to do, get you got time to get things done. What else? What, why is youth so important? Go ahead. Because it's easier for you to do it. You have like more physical capacity to do it. That's good. Yep, yep. What else? Say it again. People are more willing to help. They, uh, there's four things I want to share with you real quick. It says four reasons to serve God right now. I got this from a website today as I was looking up these points. There's four reasons to serve God now as far as youth. These are your energetic years your sensitive years, your teachable years, and your dangerous years. Right now in this span of life, you are going to be the most energetic. You're going to have more energy than a 50-year-old. You're going to have more energy than me. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, I try to guard the old guy on the court. I ain't trying to guard Jose. Jose going to keep moving. I can't, I'm going to give Jose to someone else. You see what I'm saying? They're, they're, because I'm not young anymore. Right now, these are your energetic years. You can actually get more things done. You actually can get things accomplished 
because you have more energy. What was the second one? Sensitive years. These are the years that you actually care about people. You'll be a little bit, <laughs> some of you all, or you, have, you probably have a little bit more care. Like your parents, sometimes some of our parents are rude, stuck in their ways, are probably not as sensitive as what was the number three reason? Teachable years. This is the years where you're probably going to listen a little bit more. Last but not least, these are your dangerous years. Meaning that right now, they say 25 to 30 is when the logical side of your brain develops. Right now, you guys live off a of feeling, then y'all do facts. So if I come to you right now and tell you that guy's no good for you. <laughs> That girl's no good for you. In my 36 years, I've seen these red flags before. You're probably not going to listen to me because you have more feelings for that person than you do for me. Now, my child, as I raise her, she may have a little bit more feeling and may have seen my track record enough to say maybe my dad knows what he's saying. But at this age, you guys live off of feeling more so than facts. So right now, you can see all the red flags in that guy's life. You see all the red flags in that girl. You see all the red flags in that school. You see all the red flags, and even God himself is showing you that this is not the right thing for you. But because that part of your brain is not developed yet, you're going to, to a degree, lean more to what makes you feel good than what is actually good for you. So that makes it dangerous. That's why the devil is after your feelings. He wants you to have feelings. That's why the Bible says don't awaken what before it's time? Love. When you awaken love before it's time, you can't unfeel what you felt. You can't unfeel that sexual feeling. You can't unfeel that lonely feeling. You can't unfeel those feelings triggered by something that is not uh, or is not or who is not good for you. So now you got to begin to ask yourself, Am I living my life so fast that I don't take time to find the facts behind my feelings? That's why these years are dangerous. That's why the marketing of the day is not advertised to people my age and above. We don't really watch that much TV. We, we don't really, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're at my age, when you got a family, you don't really watch that much TV. But everything is aimed at you all because y'all are more teachable. Y'all are a little bit more sensitive. That's why they're going after the youth for movements. That's why the H, uh, not H, they're one of them alphabet letters, the LGBT, all those different communities, right? Communism, socialism are going after the youth because if you have no truth, you can easily be taught a lie, right? And so these years are so valuable that you got to say, okay, what am I doing now with my youth? Remember, again, by definition, is to bring to mind or think of again. How often do you think about God daily? How often do you bring to mind how much he is uh, faithful to you and how much he's been good to you? Right now in your youth, you have to do that because the world ain't going to bring God to your mind. You have to have an acquired taste for God. God is not something that you, your flesh, naturally desires to look for. I have a point here. Right now in your life, is it time to seek, serve, and show God? This is the time. Do you know how many revivals started by you all, y'all's age? How many countries, cities were changed because young people were focused Imagine what you would do or what you could do with your focus. I have another definition for now. At the present time or moment, don't wait to serve God. Don't wait till tomorrow because tomorrow's not promised. You got to say, God, I'm here to serve you now. I want to serve you now. 
In what ways can we serve in general? In what ways can we serve? We only got to say God right now, serve in general. Devote time. Devote time to what specifically? You said in general, so, uh, okay. Uh, like you can serve your phone, like, like, you know, there's a God in that. So yeah, yeah. You could put more time in your phone than God. And what are you serving your phone? What's one word I'm looking for? You could, family. You could, you could. So, uh, where are you looking for? Paying what? Attention. Oh. Do you know <clears throat> attention is currency? How you spend your attention will determine what you receive in life. When you give your phone, you basically allowing this thing. This thing right here is a portal. P- who knows what a portal is? Yeah, Say it again. Yeah. I got you. Got you. What's a portal? Okay, what, what, which example do you want? Whichever one you want to share with us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> go as deep as you want to go. Okay. Okay, go middle. Go middle. Don't go. <laughs> don't, go about right here. Go about right here. Don't tell that you about it. I got you. I got you. About right here. About right here. A portal is a place of interest that takes you from one dimension to another. There we go. That's what a portal is. Right now, that's why you got to be very. She's a walking dictionary. You got to be very careful. What you open yourself to. This phone, TV, people are all portals. Say your definition one more time. An access point. That's why you got to be very careful how you even shake hands with people, how you hug people, how you open yourself up to people, how you, who you listen to, who you have conversations with, what you see on your phone, what you see, because all those are open access points to what? Your mind. And that's why you got to be very careful that you're not opening your mind to things that are going to mine you and take the gold from you and then remove everything out of you. Now you giving this all your energy and then by the time you open your Bible, you can barely get through Proverbs 1.1 and you wonder why you can't win. Right. We have to get to a place where we say, OK, God, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do whatever I can to serve you. Now, how can we? In our youth, I'm including that with you all, in youth can serve God. How can we now, I'm talking about now in, our, in this season of our life, serve him? Go ahead, Drew. Uh, being thankful. Being thankful. How is that service? Like, every day you wake up, just thank God. You, uh, he woke you up because most people didn't wake up, they died in their sleep. That's real. That's real. Let me tell you this point right here. God serves you before you can even serve him. He served you a day. That's why I tell, I tell my ninth grade class a lot. I tell them that if you woke up this morning and did not thank God, you don't understand the miracle you have experienced. Waking up every day is a miracle. When I take my first two steps in my house, coming back home from a long day, I thank God. There's two miracles we take for granted. That's waking up. And coming back home safely. Like most people, the reason why they forget God, because they measure God based upon the big things that he do or does for them. So what are some of the big things? We will thank God if we got a million dollars. Well, I praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for providing for me. If you got a brand new car, you've been walking for months. You will thank God for a new car. You got a brand new house. You own the land up under it. Now, all of a sudden, you want to thank God. But those blessings are no, uh, no those blessings together 
are not bigger than waking up this morning. Because what's the point of accumulating all those blessings and then lose the very thing that you have and that's life? Even if you lose your life and still go to heaven, I don't even want to be that person that dies prematurely. Because I would then, let's say if I die tomorrow, and it won't happen, but if I die tomorrow, my daughter is only three weeks old, that shortchanges her. Even though I've been a blessing to you all, but I ain't even been a blessing to her yet. So now we got to start thinking about how I serve and make sure that I am in gratitude, like Drew said, to say, God, I'm thankful and grateful that you have given me another opportunity to live despite how rough today was for you. Do you know that the, the, the very thing that God is using now to make these days better eventually are the bad days? I am who I am, not by the best days, but by my worst days. Because it has shaped me and molded me. So we have to begin to think about why must I serve him now? How can I serve him now? So two more people. How else can we serve God individually or collectively right now? In this very season of our lives. 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, college. And how, why is it important? How does that help us serve him? Hey, you reap what you sow, even emotionally. That's good, yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you good. I mean, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Really. No, you good, you good. Like, I can feel like one day, like, if I come to school, I'm, like, mad. Like, I'm not talking to nobody, and I'm, like, acting moody or whatever. Yeah. come back, like, some, like, say I try to talk to somebody, give me the attitude like that. I remember, I remember this. He don't, I don't think, he, he goes to church here, but uh, Jordan, is it Langford? Oh, Jordan Langford, when he first came to the econ class, all those days, weeks, and years that I put this in practice as far as gratitude, even working at CMS, has positioned me to deal with students like this. And when Jordan came into my, no, 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 no. When Jordan came into my class, he was very disruptive in the beginning. But because I was grateful as far as life, and because I caught a vibe before someone can take my vibe. I was able to be sensitive enough to Jordan. So when Jordan comes to my class, you'll be surprised what he talks to me in my office, what he talks about and how soon as I correct him one time, he's good. Because imagine if I was on a bad vibe that day and I attacked Jordan and I say, Jordan, man, you, all right, man, chill, you're getting on my nerve. What, then he would have been shut off to me. But because I have a vibe that is like, okay, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, right? If the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. So when you're vibing at a high frequency, then no matter what comes against you, then you're still able to serve God even in the midst of disrespect, even in the midst of, of just, just whatever, because you want to you vibrate at a higher level. That's important. So imagine if you're so emotionally triggered, easily triggered emotionally. Easily able to get up and say, how can you serve God that way? Because some of the people that God wants you to serve are not going to be able to compensate for the time you give. Are not going to always come to you happy. Are not going to always come to you honorable. Right? I mean, so when you have that mindset of, you know what, man? I'm going to make sure I get my emotions together. So I can get my emotions together. So that whoever comes within my environment, I can change them. Impact them. Let's keep going for 10 more minutes and I'll be done. Um, I want to cover these points real quick. Um, it says you're a, your creator. The first thing we read about the character of God is that he is a creator. 
Now, the significance of knowing God as our creator calls us to eliminate distractions. Psalms 139, 13 to 14 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Each and every one of us inside of us have wealth in us. Have such uniqueness in us. How many of us are not able to serve God because we don't even know that he's a creator? Like God doesn't want none of us to live our lives broke, live our lives alone, live our lives whatever. He wants us to create from within. What are those things inside of you that you are not uh, that you're not giving attention to to help you create? Let's keep going for time's sake. Y'all all right? Another point say you are never too young to serve God. I have another point. Youth ends at 40. Uh, let's see. The verse is very paramount. I'll stop in about five minutes. It says, remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say I have no pleasure in them. I am so thankful that the 26-year-old version of me, the 22-year-old me, the 19-year-old me did not forget his creator. Every 19th, every fifth of the month, I'm still getting paid for things I did when I was younger. So now when difficult days come, I don't have to be patting my pocket to see if I have enough money. I don't have to uh, uh, be concerned about working a job without fulfillment. Man, at 19, 18, 17, imagine if you uh, take time to remember your creator and create. What are some things inside of you? Do you know y'all got millions upon billions, if not billions of dollars inside of you as far as ideas? Like I wrote my first book at 19. That book is still, how could something 19, 10 or 20 years ago? No, not that long. (laughs) Man, I'm getting old, man. (laughs) Oh, I'm 36. 10 years ago, I was 20. That's crazy. I'm closer to 50 than I am 20. That stuff makes you think, man. It really does make you think. But what I'm saying for you all is you'll be 36 like this. Oh, I'm telling you. Man, I can't. My 20s went. My 20s went by so fast. I can't. 18 is going to be a distant past because right now I'm 36. And I look at my life. I'm like, man, yo, I'm about to be 40. But imagine if I was 36 and didn't have anything to my name, no books, no YouTube channel, no, no, no valuable name, no, no wife that want me. No, like imagine being 36 after done partied all my life, smoked all my life, drunk all my life, slept around all my life. I didn't do this. I'm just giving an example. All these things <laughs> in my life. Right. And then end up at 36 with nothing. Do you know how many people commit suicide because they never invested in what's on the inside of them? You 40 years old and you're single still? 40 years old, you have no kids still? 40 years old and you got no money still? 40 years and you stocking at Lowe's? Or you working a nine to five miserable, but you done partied, but you done drank, you done smoked, you done went through so many girls, so many guys, and now nobody wants you inside because your stuff full of STDs. Ah. Then you wonder 
why so many people are miserable now. Because why? They forgot their youth. They forgot their creator. Right now, God wants you to spend your time creating. That's why I can't wait till y'all get out of school. Because school is draining you a lot of your time, a lot of your energy. It's draining. I'm preaching now. I don't hear the nerve. But, but, but even in the midst, listen, even in the midst of something that occupies your time, you still have about three to four hours to work on for you. Even though I work at Victory, I still dedicate, man, I'm writing my 10th book right now. I'm at four o'clock every morning writing a book. Because just because I got to go to school and work, not go to school, but go to work or work at a school, I still got to make time to create because any given moment, Ms. Raleigh can say or Pastor Gould can say, this job is over for you. That's why if you're desperate for anything, you will die from your desperation. That's why you got to start remembering your creator because if you trust an employee, an employer, for your sustainability, you'll never be successful. That's not the wrong working a job, though, because then you can stack your money. But I'm telling you, if you're not stacking skills, if you're not stacking ideals, if you're not maximizing and creating right now, you are going to be enslaved by someone. If I get fired today, my wife still don't have to work. That's power in remembering your creator in your youth. So what are you distracted by? Because I'm going to tell you something. That man, you, that boy you like right now, that girl you like right now, that, that stuff you do on your phone for a long period of time. Listen, man, I tell, this, I tell people this all the time. I can, I, last time I watched a full basketball game, I can't even remember. Because why am I going to watch them make their money and not make my own? If you don't have stocks in your iPhone, then why are you on your iPhone for long? If this ain't making you no money, you don't have time to be in it. If, if you don't have a plan for your TikTok, if you don't have a plan for Instagram, if you don't have a plan for your brand, then you got to get out of that. Because if you're investing time and energy into something that God never created you to do, then you're going to have no return. Even if you make a billion dollars in something in this world, what's the point of making a billion dollars in something you wasn't meant to do and then you're bankrupt in heaven? You get to heaven and God, but that ain't what I told you to do. You were successful. You impact a lot of people, but that's not what I told you to do. But we forget him because sometimes we think that he had forgotten us, but he didn't forget us. He sent his son. He remembered us, didn't forget us, even from the garden. He already had a plan. The Bible says Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world, meaning that the plan for salvation and redemption was already installed and in place before Adam and Eve was even placed in the garden. That's how powerful God's foresight is. And God is saying, man, before the days get difficult for you, because let me tell you, some of you all in some difficult days now, but it gets even more difficult. And if you forget God now and waste your time with God now, then when you cry out to God, hey, man, why do you think God whispers? Why do you think he whispers? Why do you, why you don't think God yells? Number one, the reason why God don't yell, because he don't like competing with other people's voices. God whispers because those whose lives are quiet enough will be able to hear him. It's going to be hard to hear God if you don't know him when times get bad. If a bomb dropped right now in San Francisco or a bomb drops in New York and we in World War III, do you have any stock right now in your relationship with God? If all hell breaks loose, do you know God's voice? 
What happens if they if, if uh, the power grids are hit? And do you know that American infrastructure is weak right now? Do you know that we're vulnerable as a country right now? Do you know that any given moment, at any given time, world, the world as we know it can be changed? Just two years ago, we were stuck in the house. You think that was it? That was just a, uh, what you call that thing? That was just a um, preview. That wasn't even the main event. <laughs> You know, there's a main event before Mayweather fights, before uh, Logan Paul, Paul Logan, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, whatever. before they fight, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, what you call that thing? A pre-show, a pre-fight or whatever. So what we experienced was just to see how much, how willing we are to give up all of ourselves. When the next thing comes, it's going to be hard to remember a God you don't know. What's that scripture again? Or... Uh, what is that attribute of God again? Or, uh, hey, God, it's me. I ain't talked to you in a while again. That, that, that ain't going to help you in moments of pain and turmoil. So right now you have the opportunity because right now they say the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is right now. Don't worry about how much time you wasted. Focus on the time you can work right now and say, God, I'm going to take my time off this phone. I'm going to start cutting off friends that ain't even like, I'm going to tell you, what's the saying say? Show me your friends, show you what? If your friends ain't successful, you got wrong friends. Iron sharpens iron. If the person beside you is plastic, (laughs) you won't be sharpened. And so you got to start thinking about your creator now and start remembering him. Because what happens when days get difficult? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for this time you've given us. I pray this word is sealed in their hearts. I pray, Lord, that they remember you. And as we seal this message, I pray that each person in here will begin to start thinking about how to utilize their time, how to utilize their youth. Because one day they'll be 40 in the blink of an eye. And they're going to look around their lives and say, man, what did my younger self do? Help us not to forget you, God, because you are the most unforgettable person of all time. Because you're the one that loves us more than anybody collectively can love us. And we thank you, Lord, for this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll finish up. We'll talk about more on how to serve him uh, next week.